0: This is the causes of things, and I'm your host, Michael O'Fallon. I've spent the last several weeks in Europe, and all I can say is this is that it's under a time of true change, not only from the millions of migrants that have come into Europe over the last several years, but also from those nations now that are beginning to push back and to try to reclaim their cultures, their civilization and their society. If you listen closely to the speeches and discussions of world leaders and global policymakers in today's news and social media, you will hear a term repeated by folks such as Angela Merkel, Emmanuel Macron, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Rex Tillerson, and the venerable shadowy puppet master, George Soros. The term might have slipped by you as it sounds rather friendly and innocuous. The term is... Open society. When this term is normally used, you will hear it used by progressive politicians while bemoaning the election results in Italy, Austria, the United States, and the British Brexit as threats to open society and the terrible rise of nationalism and populism. Maybe you have heard these things and have felt a bit confused as to why preserving one's nation and culture would be a bad thing. Well, Let's examine some basics in regards to open societies, where the concept came from, and who is currently making the big push, without fully informing their citizenry, in the United States, Europe, and other affected nations that are occupied by the NGOs of Open societies foundations. The Open Society was first conceived in 1932 by French philosopher Henri Bergson in his work, the two sources of morality and religion, which was in great part a response to the horrors of World War I and its terrible consequences. Bergson first distinguishes and describes a closed society as a closed system of law and religion. Bergson sees this as static, like a closed mind. Bergson suggested that if all traces of civilization were to disappear, the instincts of the closed society for including or excluding others would remain. In contrast, an open society, in his mind, is dynamic and inclined to moral universalism. In open societies, Bergson postulates, the government is expected to be responsive and tolerant and its political mechanisms transparent and flexible. It was originally thought as being opposed to authoritarianism, which as you can see later on, that's not actually the case. Well, along came a man by the name of Karl F. Popper. Popper saw the open society as a part of a historical continuum reaching from what he saw as the organic, tribal, or closed society through the open society marked by a critical attitude to tradition, to the abstract or depersonalized society lacking all face-to-face interaction in their transactions." Popper defined the open society as one in which individuals are confronted with personal decisions, as opposed to a magical or tribal or collectivist society. He considered that only democracy provides an institutional mechanism for reform and leadership change without the need for bloodshed, revolution, or a coup d'etat. Modern advocates, those that are around today, ...of the open society such as George Soros, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, nearly every Democrat and neoconservatives in the majority of entrenched European Union leadership suggest that society would necessarily need to break down their current tribal hierarchical frameworks and national borders in order to become open societies." The political freedoms and human rights that are claimed to be the foundation of an open society would only be truly possible if the traditions, faiths, and patriotism that holds each nation together could be revised, watered down, or outright removed. The end goal of the open society movement is to ensure that every nation-state is subjected to the overall encompassing open society global entity. In essence, if you accept what the leaders of the open society movement desire, it is that each nation is expected to give up their sovereignty and self-rule to be ruled by the elite rulers of the open society, because they know better. So while the open society folks say that they are against nationalism, they are actually in favor of supranationalism. As the end goal. The only problem is, you no longer have any say as to who is ruling from the open society elites. Now, to accomplish this, the primary concept of open society must break down the nationalistic glue that is part of each culture within each nation in pursuit of a nebulous multicultural society devoid of all those old Judeo Christian ideals and patriarchal forms of government. Due to the guilt over world wars and the erosion of the Christian faith in Europe, this has been somewhat easily accomplished, that is, until Europeans realized that what their elite unelected rulers had in store for them was the destruction of their way of life and the invasion of intolerance into their tolerance paradox. And hence, Brexit, the conservative resurgence in Italy, Austria, France, and other nations who are now joining with Hungary, and the anti-Soros campaigns to literally kick open society foundations out of their respective countries. But as hard as this has become in Europe, an entirely new formulation had to be thought through with the United States. Why is this? Because those in the United States are unified by their constitution, the promise of equal opportunity, and the strong bond of the Christian faith. So, what the Open Society Foundations decided to do under the direction of George Soros is that they set out to create literally hundreds of organizations based upon the common cry of social justice using the tenets of the neo Marxist concepts of postmodernism and deconstruction, which were developed by the French philosophers Jacques Derrida and Michel Foucault to ensure that every minority or non white male person would be assured that their lot in life was caused by oppression and the white male hierarchy most certainly, which is the oppressor. This constant refrain of white privilege would need to be echoed across the political spectrum, the arts, the media, sports, and saddest of all, within the Christian church. If the origination and purposes of the United States can be distorted from what it was originally about, meaning liberty, the pursuit of happiness and justice, and instead be understood as oppression, white control, and systemically racist, then the idea of reimagining a new society without borders, without silly constraints like a constitution and bill of rights, could be offered. If the entire concept of a colorblind competency model for governance can be replaced with a forced ethnic and sexist equity, equity meaning the promise of equal outcomes instead of equal opportunity, across all businesses, government institutions, and even the institutions of faith, then postmodernism could be the new guiding philosophy for the nation. Because the electorate's perception of reality can easily be manipulated, and this is what Soros thinks, well then Soros argues that in addition to the need for separation of powers, politically correct speech, and elections that are open to migrants and other nations, an explicit commitment to the pursuit of his understanding of truth is imperative to reject sovereign nationalism and usher in the open society. So if your goal is to disrupt an unstick glue that holds the United States together, would it not be best to introduce a new electorate that does not value the concepts of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the idea of self-governance and opportunity? Would it not be a great idea to ensure that this new electorate be guaranteed as being thought of as the oppressed as they enter in to the United States? And so... Open Society's foundation sends out their social justice groups and their financed faith-based groups to impugn the character of anyone who believes in the concepts of sovereignty, the rule of law, and a controlled, vetted immigration system. The Open Society groups call anyone in favor of these principles bigoted, unloving, uncaring, and worst of all, unchristian. Folks, this is happening every day around us, in every facet of our lives, whether in politics, media, the arts, sports, and even in our places of worship. The Open Societies Foundation seek to do this through a top-down from elected legislating individuals, from the bottom-up, creating large crowds, rallies, and community organizing, and from the inside-out, in the hearts and faith. And cultures of the citizens through their postmodern strategies. We must resist them at every point without fear, or we will lose our nation, our civilization, our culture, and worst of all, the Christian Church. It is time that men and women of good faith, of good hope, and who are of sound conscience, oppose those that would seek to eliminate our nation's sovereignty, break apart our nation, and who would use the church as a beast of burden to carry their postmodern, utopian, open society dream. It's time to stand as men and women of faith, citizens of this nation, and resist the deconstructionists. This is Michael O'Fallon, And this has been The Causes of Things.